if there were a category in our yearbook that identified that individual that would be most unlikely to succeed at anything, surely my photograph would have been affixed next to it. I had, I felt defeated, felt like a failure. I didn't have the very confidence that you and I are talking about today. So um, you indicated that you had uh, at least one provocative, interesting story about how uh, belief in oneself has played a role in your life. So I wanted to turn it over to you and uh, hear what you had to say. Well, listen, I can hardly wait to hear what I have to say (laughs) on this one. Um, I will tell you, as I thought about uh, a myriad of examples that might be applicable in this circumstance, the most poignant would be my own story, Dave, which you know quite well. And uh, I have an opportunity to write about it um, in the book, Why Not When? And as quickly as I can share it, uh, having integrated schools in 67, 68, uh, one of six black students in this otherwise all white school, if uh, our listeners might recall, Dr. King was killed in that same, later in that school year. But um, the powerful, uh, very pointed, obvious, inferiority messages that we took on a daily basis, Dave, I shut down uh, with school. I I didn't do very well. Went to summer school that year, and I would matriculate on to Robert E. Lee High School, where I failed summer school. Now, when you introduce Larry Thornton today, you'll miss all of this if I didn't share that. But it is incumbent upon me to share it because the message in all of this is that it doesn't matter where you've been or where you are. All that matters in life is where you've made up your mind that you wanna go and you're dogged about getting there. And I say that uh, in a number of the sessions with the One at One Institute. And I would repeat this summer school experience and eventually graduated in summer school. So I will tell you, Dave, that if there were a category in our yearbook that identified that individual that would be most unlikely to succeed at anything, surely my photograph would have been affixed next to it. I had, I felt defeated, felt like a failure. I didn't have the very confidence that you and I are talking about today. Uh, But the law of inertia says this, an object in motion tends to remain in motion until acted upon by an outside force. And the outside force was a senior English teacher, and I won't get any detail than that, but really made a significant impact or had a significant impact that changed the trajectory of how I felt about race, how I felt about society, how I felt about myself. She looked behind all of the biases and allowed me to see a different Larry Thornton and what I could be. And uh, I can't tell you the number of people who miss their end, Dave, on a daily basis, on a lifetime basis, for no other reason than a lack of 
confidence. Teachers can do so much to either build up or damage young people's confidence and influence them. Yeah, influence them in positive and negative ways, uh, far beyond what they might possibly imagine. Um, it might surprise you to know that in my kindergarten class, I was the last student who figured out how to tie my own shoes. Not the eminent scholar, Dave Ketchin. <laughs> Say well, it ain't so. <laughs> I'm going to make the excuse that I was only four when I started <laughs> kindergarten, which now would definitely not be allowed. But, uh, yeah. the, you know, the kindergarten teacher actually said to my mother, hey, you better think about trade school with this kid because I See? don't think... I don't think he has too much behind the ears. Uh, wow. Yeah. Fortunately, uh, subsequent teachers were a lot more uh, supportive and sure. nurturing. And like you, I had teachers that really uh, helped me get off to a good start in life and yep. instilled some belief in me. Um, I still have a report that I wrote in 11th grade in English for Mr. Delzen Garrow. I'm about that. Later became a monk of all things. <laughs> but he wrote on this uh, report, you know, you have a real gift for writing. Make sure you do something with it. How cool is that? Yeah. And so, you know, eventually I did become a professor. A big part of my job is writing, as you know. And so. Can you have- identify Dave at all at at what point, what juncture, or was there a juncture? Maybe it was a series of kind of like trying to watch paint dry. You know, maybe you can't point to any particular, but when you began to believe, when you really thought like the little engine that could, that I think I can, I think I can. Is there anything that you could reference? It may have been getting that feedback from that particular teacher because um, that had a big influence on me and uh, I saved the report. And so it certainly uh, was something that I tried to live up to, but I don't know that there was a, a, a pivotal moment like you're talking sure. about. I, I think it was more a sure. series of, of small moments. Yeah. I think that's probably the case with most of us. Uh, I just happened to have had that pivotal moment because uh, no one had ever used my name in college in the same sentence prior <laughs> to my senior English teacher. The thought had never crossed my mind that I could possibly be college material. But I think it's very important to our listeners today to remember what Henry Ford says, very much like the little engine that could. He says, whether you think you can or whether you think that you cannot, you're right. <laughs> so much goes into what we think because the little Indian thought, I think I can, I think I can. And repetitious, consistent, I think I can. I really think I can do this. And I can tell you that once that happened to me, I, I can go to, I can be college material. Ms. Nichols said so. She's not a frivolous person. She wouldn't have said it. 
if you know the impact that one person can have on another, and because I could be a teacher, go to college, I could be a teacher, and I could be a sign artist, I could be a director of business development, I could be a franchisee owner, I could franchise owner, I could be an author, I could be an artist. None of the books that I saw had individuals in those books that looked like me or looked like any woman. Um, in the Baroque style, as we studied the Baroque styles and we looked at the Renaissance periods, so all of these great artists, Titian, El Greco, Renoir, Monet, none of them looked like me. So I, I think I can, but I think I can. I think I can. There's so much that goes into what we believe. I think I can. There's actually a science behind this. It's not just uh, us thinking this works. Uh, yeah. There's the concept of a self-fulfilling prophecy. So good and bad beliefs tend to come true. Yeah. yeah. And it goes back to a phrase that you like to say, when you change what you think, you change what you do. When you believe that you can be successful, you act in ways that lead to success. When you don't believe that you can be successful, you're tentative. Absolutely. You're hesitant. Absolutely. Opportunity knocks and you don't answer the door. And you don't answer the door. You know, uh, and I like that illustration. Uh, when there's a knocking at the door, some people can't wait to get to the door to see what this is. It could be dangerous, danger, but got to see what's out there. And then you'll have another person who will retreat and hope that the knocking stops and just go on away and thereby could possibly miss an could uh, miss an opportunity. So um, it's all about how we believe. But Dave, let me just throw this out and you may have a comment to make about it, then I'll follow up. Um, what happens to the individual once you understand the art of believing in oneself? Uh, I'll just give you my thoughts. Once you understand that, then I feel it incumbent upon me to create similar opportunities so that others too can. I hope that you, I think I know enough about you that uh, I, I think that that's the case. Uh, I am so passionate, I'm so adamant about helping other folk through the Institute, through the book, understand uh, that there's so much more to them if you can just believe that you can. And I just look for opportunities to uh, encourage, and I'll give you an example later on. Sure. Um, you know, I think we're talking about mentoring and one yeah. of the, one of the best things that a mentor can do for a protege is help that person feel more confident. Um, certainly when I entered academia, I had the good fortune, maybe fate, maybe destiny to fall under some outstanding mentors. One was, um, Reuben McDaniel who was a professor at the University of uh, Texas. And he was a person who would always give it to me straight. Give it to me straight. So I was visiting him one time when I was an assistant professor and uh, we were at lunch and I was talking about how hard I was working and how much of a struggle it was. And he just said, hold on, just stop. He had a voice a lot like James Earl Jones. So picture sort of a wow. James, James Earl Jones voice. Well, he was six foot nine. So yeah. Um, 
Big boys, big man. <laughs> yeah. He said to me, Dave, you have enough natural ability that you can work at 85% and outperform just about everybody. And that's exactly what you're doing. So don't give me this line about how hard you're working because I know it simply is not true. Uh, ah, good for him. Wow. <laughs> good for him. Good for him. Well, I'll share with you, we uh, bought a restaurant two years ago. We bought two restaurants two years ago, and we had this young lady that was in there. We saw the talent, but she was just working in a menial role, maybe an hourly manager, but we kept identifying the talent and the energy. And so we went to her, encouraged her because she didn't have the confidence. I think that's what we're talking about here to be an assistant manager salary. But we convinced her that, yes, you can. I think you can. I think you can. I think you can. Until she was able to kind of at least give it a go. <clears throat> she performed very well. And within less than a year of that, she had reached a point that she was ready to be store manager. So we put her in that position. Now, when you, to give you the backdrop without giving a name, this person was in a shelter and her three kids, three and a half years prior to us taking this store. And you think about that. Uh, there were some issues from a dental perspective. And we talked to her about that, hopefully without intimidating to say, hey, we're willing to address that because she runs our most profitable store right today. And we worked out an agreement with the foundry. And so she's got the most beautiful McDonald's smile today, helping people with life skills to be successful. Today, she's making just under $60,000 within two years of making $9.50. Now that's a great story. She told us this past weekend, she's buying another car. She slept in a car before going to the shelter. But I mean, that's what we live for. That's what we live for. And she's now running her store and supervising another store. She's going to be a consistent star for our organization going forward. And we're getting her ready now to manage two, three, four stores. But, um, you know, helping others to believe that I think I can. I think you really, you think I can? And all of us have had those moments. And uh, I love it when we can get there. And I'm so proud of her and the job that she's doing. I think in a lot of ways, it's more rewarding to help somebody else to be successful than it is to be successful yourself. It just I agree. hits you right here. I, I wanted, agree. I wanted to just hold this up. I mentioned my, uh, my friend and mentor, Reuben McDaniel. Oh, uh, yeah. There's a letter he wrote me in 1993, and it sits wow. in right after I had accepted my first academic position and it sits in the middle drawer of my desk nearly 30 years later. That's how yeah. big of, that's how big of an impact people big can of an have impact. when they help you believe in yourself and, and be more confident. Well, look at what you do today and the number of lives that you touch today. This young lady that, that I just spoke of will change the trajectory of work an attitude about work 
for not just her, but all of the people that she supervises, not to mention her family. She has three kids that will have a very, very different experience than what they otherwise might have had if she stayed on that same trajectory three to four years ago. Um, makes a difference. So it's important for us to understand that when we make a difference in the lives of an individual, it's not just that individual. It's the number of individuals that they will touch also. There's a compounding effect and uh, why it is so important for us to um, be there for others to the extent that we can. You probably remember the shampoo commercial, I told two friends and they told two friends and so on and so on. That's yeah. the way this works. You it know, works. if you, you help somebody else become more confident, they're down the road going to do the same yep. for a couple of other folks. And so the impact that we can have mm -hmm. is, is geometric. The impact that we can have, uh, even when it's not popular, you know, and that day that Miss Nichols invited me to her home to get me off of the educational turf so that I can say some things that might penetrate, that might resonate with this young black kid. And it made a difference in my life. Now, in the late 60s, it wasn't popular for a white person to invite a black person into there. But this lady knew who she was. She knew what her capacity was. And I'm gonna make a difference. I'm sure that her sister, perhaps neighbors might've said, why did you do that? Why did you, you know, well, Dave, I have a comment that I like to make. If somebody isn't asking us from time to time, why did you do that? It, we might ought to check what it is that we are doing because we risk just going with the flow. And sometimes going with the flow isn't where we ought to be. That's not the difference that perhaps we ought to be making. But uh, thanks God that she knew who she was, because once you know who you are, then it's an easier leap to get to why you are. Makes a lot of difference. Well said. And uh, as a famous phrase notes, it's never the wrong time to do the right thing. How about that? Love it. So we'd like to wrap up with a couple of practical tips. Absolutely. Our first one. First one is like the little engine that could use positive self-talk. Yeah. We have, have to be real uh, instrument, instrumental about how we talk to ourselves and what sort uh. of words we use. And are we framing things in a negative way or in a positive way? Love it. Uh, I didn't always believe that I could do Today, I believe that I could do, you know what, I, if I were in college today, I believe that I could make an A in physics because I understand why the physical uh, natural flow of things. I, you know, we can do anything that we want to do, but I didn't always believe that. I never thought I was smart, uh, but today my brain is, I believe that my mind is just, and it was then, but I just didn't know. Go ahead. Sure. Second thing we want to highlight is to pay attention to performance spirals. Huh, love it. You know, good performance tends to feed on itself. I perform well. I get more confident. I perform better. Yep. I get even more confident. I perform better and so on. And of course, that's a great scenario. The other scenario is the bad performance spiral. I fail, thus I lose confidence. 
thus I fail again, thus I lose more confidence out of that. But these performance spirals, both up and down, up and down, that's a real thing that's been demonstrated by um, research. And so we need to be super aware of it. Super aware of that, Dave. I think I thought that you were uh, talking specifically about me in the ninth grade and the 10th grade. <laughs> You know, that, that downward spiral, and I'm getting these negative messages of inferiority. I'm less than, my grades are indicating that I'm, so you're just going down, down, down. So you, you're, you're absolutely right. Uh, but thank God for uh, Ms. Nichols having been uh, serendipitously positioned so that I could experience uh, her. 